You're listening to episode 132 of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast, and today we will be covering my top 10 holiday travel tips for fitness and health. Hey there, and welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. My name is Danny. I'm your host, and on this podcast, I'm focused on sharing with you ways to increase your energy, decrease your stress, and save you time so that you feel empowered to go after the life you want. We are in between Christmas and Thanksgiving at this time of the recording, so it's the perfect time to focus on some holiday travel tips, specifically around food and fitness. So you might be wondering why I chose to release this episode in between Thanksgiving and New or Thanksgiving and New Year. Well, yeah, in between Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year, um, and not before Thanksgiving. Well, now that Thanksgiving is over, you have a great idea of what did not work for you and maybe what did work for you as far as your food and your travel and your family and your exercise and things like that go. So I want you to listen very carefully to these different questions and ideas and thoughts and think of applying them to like what worked and what didn't as far as the Thanksgiving holiday went and how you can apply them differently to Christmas and to New Year's. Now, I know you're probably multitasking since that's what I am usually doing when listening to podcasts. So if you love what you're hearing, but maybe you're driving or you're at the gym or you're doing laundry and you can't exactly take notes, then don't worry. I have a guide for you covering these holiday travel and meal success tips. So all you have to do is click the link in the show notes below, enter in your name and email, and you will receive your freebie PDF direct to your email inbox. Now, really quickly, before we get into the episode, I want to share a quick announcement with you all. This will probably only apply to you if you're local to the Shreveport, Bossier City area of Northwest Louisiana, but Maybe you're passing through around the holidays. So I've been a personal trainer and nutrition coach for several years here. And this week I will start teaching beginner bar classes at Sleek Physique in Shreveport, Louisiana off Line Avenue. I will put a link in the show notes below with a little bit more info, but here are the basics. So Sleek Physique is a boutique fitness bar and spin studio. I don't teach spin, I can barely complete spin classes. It's not quite my thing, but bar. Um, I really like the bar classes. They're not your typical heavy weightlifting classes, but they are a good kick in the butt when I need a change of pace. And I focus really hard with my clients on form and posture. And I think that the bar adds a really nice component to making sure that you have proper form and posture before you go into some higher intensity training. So my class is going to be a 30 minute class, three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays in December from 7.15 to 7.45 a.m. Yes, a.m. <laughs> so I'll go through eight different tracks of music covering warm up, upper body, lower body, core, and cool down stretching. And you do not need to be a member. So definitely consider dropping in to try my class. I would love to have you and I would love to get feedback I, do, I know I already have a few people signed up, so I'm really excited, but I would love to see as many of you that I know or don't know there as possible, and I would love to hear what your thoughts are and just go from there. So it's a beginner thing for me. I'm a beginner teaching bar to hopefully beginners entering a bar gym, or maybe you're not ready to enter into a 
bigger weightlifting gym and you want to start off a little bit smaller in that boutique fitness setting, this might be the perfect option for you. So that is kind of my announcement. As you can tell, I'm a little nervous about it, but I am excited. So once the music gets going, I'm sure I'll just flow right into it. We'll see. I feel like I've always been pretty good with the beat, so we'll see how it goes. But let me stop talking about that and get on to why you're listening to this episode, which is your holiday tips. So I have 10 tips for ensuring a successful holiday meal, um, meaning feeling satisfied, kind of full of joy, full of family time, but not feeling overstuffed like the turkey on your table. I say that, which is funny because we totally did not have a turkey on the table for Thanksgiving. We had brisket and um, chicken tacos. <laughs> so, you know, whatever your tradition is, you don't want to be stuffed like whatever animal might be on your table. So number one, know the menu ahead of time. Whether you plan the menu or somebody else does, or you go to a restaurant, there is a way to plan ahead and know what will be available for you during the holiday meal. So know the menu ahead of time. Number two, Ask what to bring or ask others to bring exactly what you want that will fit into your nutritional approach. I know it's pretty easy to say, oh, just bring whatever I'm covering the main dishes. No, get specific. It is so much more helpful when you are specific for people so that they're not just bringing some store-bought, you know, highly processed dessert. You know, if you say, hey, I want you to bring green beans, or hey, I want you to bring mashed potatoes, or maybe you want them to bring grilled chicken. You don't just say, you know, bring chicken, like bring grilled chicken. You know, it's very, you gotta be very specific. <laughs> this brings me back to the memory of planning my wedding. I was so, gosh, looking back, I'm sure I was driving my mother and my mother-in-law and my bridesmaids just crazy because they were like, Danny, what do you want? Danny, what do you want? Danny, what do you want? And I was like, oh, I don't know, whatever's fine. I'm super easygoing. And I didn't realize until after the fact that me being so super easygoing was really a struggle for everybody else because they had no idea what direction to take things in. So if you can be more specific with what people should bring, then you're not gonna end up with several different things or you're not gonna end up with people only bringing dessert. Like you'll get the exact variety that you want to make sure that your meal is well balanced. Number three, research. So no sugar added options for traditional holiday meals are awesome. And so I don't mean sugar free. I don't mean that you need to go take all the sugar out of everything that you make and you know, switch it to stevia, which you could. There are a lot of wonderful recipes out there with stevia, but there's also a lot of recipes out there that simply involve less processed foods. And there's a lot of cookbooks out there that are called like, you know, no sugar added cookbooks, like just Google no sugar added cookbooks or no sugar added recipes. And you're still going to find natural sugars in the, the meals that you're making, but it's not going to have, it's going to have so much less sugar than it would if you were just using maybe a regular baking, you know, cookbook. So um, I'm encouraging you to try new things, even if it's even if you have, say you have three desserts at your Thanksgiving regularly, maybe make two desserts that are your traditional regular ones and try something new for the third one, even if it's a smaller portion. Sorry if you can hear my dogs in the background. Django, <laughs> chill out, bro. 
<laughs> so I just want to encourage you to try something new. Don't be afraid of trying new things and trying some new traditions that maybe involve a little bit less sugar. I promise you're going to feel so much better afterwards with just a little bit less sugar. Okay, number four, determine your holiday food and fitness goals ahead of time. So what exercise are you planning around your holiday meals? And then what limits are you going to give yourself for different portions of food? So for me, I, I just know that I really like to center my meals around protein. And I'm pretty darn good at making sure, well, it's always kind of been, I guess, a tradition to go and walk after Thanksgiving dinner, which is usually around lunchtime, and dessert. So usually we just walk around the neighborhood for anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. So I'm really happy that that's been a tradition that kind of at least all the women seem to enjoy. I think all the men watch football. I don't really know. It's it's a it's a thing. But if that's important to you, then make sure you decide it ahead of time. Determine what your goal is. Do you want to walk, you know, three miles on, on Christmas Day or on Thanksgiving Day or on New Year's Day? Do you want to make sure that you get to a gym before it closes? Like, what are those goals? And um, yeah, what are, the, what are the limits that you want to give yourself to your food portions, to your dessert portions? Now, once you decide this, once you determine it, maybe you need to write it down. But number five is to tell someone or everyone about your goals so that they can help to hold you accountable to them. Now, it's it's not their job to be like, hey, Danny, you said you were going to go to the gym this morning. Did you go to the gym? It's not their job to follow up. But maybe if you tell 10 people about it, maybe one or two people will say, hey, you said you were going to go to the gym. How was it this morning? And you kind of know that it's just that little extra bit of account accountability. Somebody might ask you about it. And so you're going to feel a little bit more obligated to go. So, and also with that, you know, your friends and family may not follow your lead and they don't have to, but most of the time they do want to support you. So they're not gonna force you to you know, stay accountable to your goals, but they'll probably ask you. And they're not gonna, most of them probably aren't gonna be like, oh, you have those goals? Great, I'm gonna go do that too. But they totally might. They might say, oh, you know what? That's a great idea. I think I'll do it with you because I need that kind of accountability as well. So you never know until you put it out there. And then you might find that the whole family wants to go on an hour long walk. You never know. <laughs> so number six is invite your friends and family to join you in these goals. Again, they may not follow your lead and they don't have to, but they totally might. Number seven, use a small plate for all your holiday meals. This will show you that you are probably more content with less food than what you might pile onto a larger plate due to FOMO, fear, of missing out. Y'all got to tell you this quick story about FOMO. So <laughs> I rarely watch TV and I was at my husband's aunt and uncle's house over the Thanksgiving holiday and they were watching this show called Game of Games. Django Meadow, enough, I'm telling a story here. So Game of Games, it's hosted by Ellen DeGeneres. At first I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe people spend time doing this. I'm losing brain cells. But I was actually like laughing hysterically by the time the show was over. But one of the games involved like answering a question or explaining what a phrase meant. And this, if they didn't get it right, they were dropped down like 20 or 30 feet into, I think into like a pool of water. So one of the young ladies on the show was supposed to explain 
what the word FOMO meant. <laughs> and y'all, she did not know, bless her heart, but she played it so well. She was like, well, <laughs> where I come from, FOMO means I need FOMO of this or FOMO of that. Like four more FOMO. I'm sorry if I had to explain it and it totally lost the laughing factor there, but <laughs> oh, it's so funny. So FOMO means fear of missing out, not four more of something. Um, but it was, it was quite funny. Ellen was about to hit that, that drop so that the woman would fall into the water and she goes, wait, I need FOMO hours to answer this question. Very, very funny. Anyway, probably not as funny when I tell it, but I thought it was funny. Moving on, <laughs> use small plates. Okay, number eight, look at the past and portion control your future. So does your family have a past history of way too many leftovers? Mine always does. So kind of what's the harm in making a little less this year? Say you have eight people over for the holiday and your original plan was to make say two proteins, six savory sides or veggies and three desserts. Maybe consider making half to a two thirds of the amount of those dishes or cut back on the total amount of dishes that you make. I mean, really, I know some people love leftovers and some people might eat all of them. I can't stand leftovers. Like maybe I'll eat them once and then they just, they somehow they end up in the, in the back caverns of my fridge or freezer and I never see them again until I have to clean it out. It's ridiculous. Please tell me I'm not the only one raising my hand right now. Like Things just disappear into the back of the fridge. Why does the fridge have to be so deep? I don't know. Anyway, portion control. See if you can cut back on things so that you just don't have so much excess food. Therefore, people thinking that they need to eat more of it. I know I remember watching my dad put leftovers away and going, oh, well, there's just like a bite of two or that left. So instead of putting in the fridge, like it doesn't need a whole container. I'll just eat it. That you, you end up doing that for three or four different things and then somebody is super over full because they were trying to be considerate and not put leftovers in the fridge because that container didn't need two bites of something in it. Just make a little bit less and you'll save yourself a lot of overly stuffed feelings. Django, bro, come on. Moving on to number nine. Place fruit and veggie snacks around the house instead of chips, cookies, candies, or chocolate. I still have problems with this when I go to my parents' house. There's just always snacks on the counter and my mom always has fruits and veggies like in the fridge, but I don't understand why there's always so many snacks. And I get it, like I don't understand, but I also get it. She just always has a ton of people over and those people always seem to want snacks. So I get it, but be mindful about having more healthy snacks out instead of Hershey Kisses or candy canes or Doritos or whatever it is that might be easy for people to snack on. And then number 10, I want you to be bold in your pursuit of a long-term sustainable healthy lifestyle. So your confidence in your decision to stay the course will inspire others. Oh, Django, you're just ruining this for me. <laughs> so you can enjoy a balance during the holidays without going overboard. Show everyone else it's possible, but it has to start with you. Now, bonus, I want you to schedule a post-holiday workout and meal prep pickup or drop-off so that regardless of what happens, 
on the actual holiday, you can look forward to a step in the right direction that you've already invested in so that you will be more willing to show up. Go pay for a gym class, even if it's not at your normal gym. Pay for the meal prep so that you have to go and pick it up or that it gets delivered to you the day after the holiday. It helps, I promise. Then you don't have to stress about going out and doing shopping or you're not thinking about, oh my gosh, I ate so unhealthy. Like, you know, I'll just start on January 1st. No, start the next day. Start the next day. As soon as that holiday's over, regardless of what happened, start the next day. Get back on track the next day. Django, enough. Hey. Okay. Now that we've gone through all 10 tips plus a bonus, don't forget I do have that free guide for you with all of those tips on it. I want you to click the link in the show notes or you can find it on my Facebook page and enter your name and email to receive your free PDF guide direct to your inbox. Don't forget to come by and see me in my beginner bar class at Sleek Physique in Shreveport, Louisiana on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays in December, 7.15 to 7.45 a.m. so that you can uh, hit that up before you maybe head into your 9 a.m. work schedule or maybe even if you're working a night shift, I mean, if you're working 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. or 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., it's the perfect time to just swing by, get that quick workout in before hitting the hay. That's all for today, but I want to hear from you. What are your best tips for staying on top of your health and fitness during the holidays? Shoot me an email at danny at thedietdoc.com. That's D-A-N-Y-E at thedietdoc, T-H-E-D-I-E-T-D-O-C.com. I would love to hear from you. Um, but other than that, have a wonderful rest of your week, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye for now. I used to drink five to six espresso beverages a day. Yes, local coffee shops and Starbucks loved me. However, I also had a lot of stress and feelings of anxiety. I was tired of being tired and tired of being stressed. I mean, what kind of a life is it to drink excessive amounts of caffeine in order to function daily and then be so wired that you have to take way too many sleep assistance supplements to fall asleep? So. What changed things for me? Prove it ketones. This powder that I shake up with ice and water has given me the natural energy I had been craving. The energy that kind of makes me feel like a Wonder Woman because instead of my heart beating out of my chest, I feel laser focus and mental clarity to the nth degree. Yes, it's literally insane. <laughs> Best of all, I don't have to follow a ketogenic diet to continue receiving these awesome ketone energy benefits. I can just shake up my drink and conquer my day with energy that doesn't also bring along stress. So if you're curious, which I hope you are, then I invite you to watch a short video about this energy supplement at danny.experienceketo.com. Again, that's danny, D-A-N-Y-E dot experienceketo, K-E-T-O dot com. Seriously, I don't want to go a day without private ketones.